Let's have us in service. I'm your host, Priscilla. And I'm your other host, Ronnie. And we created a podcast for women in the hospitality. We are going to be interviewing a lot of our friends, a lot of our coworkers. Well, all of our coworkers are our friends. But um, yeah, Ronnie, do you want to say anything? Yeah, um, I think we started this podcast so that we can create conversations with women in the hospitality industry, daily challenges that we go through, and um, leadership that we can all relate to. But we have this first episode with myself and Priscilla, and we kind of just wanted to introduce ourselves, interview each other, um, and just give you guys a little bit of a background on the podcast before we interview our first guest in our next episode. Um, So with that being said, if you want to just get right into it, Priscilla, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah. Um, My name is Priscilla. I was born and raised in Brownsville, Texas, which is um, deep down south, uh, the valley to be exact. Um, I was born and raised there. I moved to Austin when I was like... 21 almost 22 after my oldest daughter turned a year I moved here with my um, husband Alexis and we've been here ever since um it's been really awesome living here I think we finally have adjusted to the Austin scene the food scene you know working in restaurant that's all we've known since living here so I mean our kids know it you know it yeah so, yeah it's been really it's been really awesome living here and working at Suerte working at previous restaurants that I've worked at before. I've learned a lot, and here I am. Amazing. Um, so what is your current role at Suerte? Yeah, so my current role at Suerte is I'm a, I'm a manager right now. Um, I started off as a host for the first almost, I guess, two years, maybe a year yeah. and a half. Um, I don't really remember, but yeah, I started off as a host, like I said earlier, or just right now, and then I got promoted to a manager and it's been really awesome I work alongside really great people I learned a lot from I, I mean I'm still learning a lot from everybody including you I mean there's a lot of things that I ask you advice for I go ask my co-workers as well and it's been really awesome it's been really rewarding being friends with everybody there hanging out with everybody outside of work it's been really great yeah, yeah. awesome <laughs> So now that you know a little bit about me, let's learn about you. Where are you from? I mean, I I know you're a unicorn. I know that. <laughs> yes, I'll, ex- I'll explain. <laughs> unicorn meaning Austinite. <laughs> but um, my name is Ronnie. I'm 27 years old. I just turned 27, actually. She's That's crazy to say. I'm in my late 20s now. <laughs> I am a Capricorn. <laughs> um, and I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Um, so I'm an Austinite. I did live in San Marcos for four years from 2014 to 2018 when I went to school at Texas State. Um, and then when I graduated, I moved back to Austin and I kind of began my career in the hospitality industry here in Austin. Um, I've also worked at a lot of really amazing places, and I've found myself now at Suerte. Um, I have a very similar background, I guess, to Priscilla at Suerte. I 
I start off as a host and now I'm a part-time host and part-time manager. And now we get to manage together and it's it's a very um, rewarding life. <laughs> it's really awesome. I just, not a lot of people get to say that they work with their best friend. Yeah. But we work a lot together. We work almost every day together. We even have the same days off. We do. Um, and it's, it's, re- it's really awesome. I like... I hope that everyone gets to experience working with their best friend because a lot of people I feel like have worked with their best friends, but I feel like when they come across conflict and they just like shut down. I feel like you and I work really well together when there's conflict between us. We very much just like, this is why I do this and I could do it a different way. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's just try it this way. I just, I don't know. I think we got off topic a little bit, but I just think it's really fun. No, that's um, true. Yeah. I think that's what inspired this podcast is because it's really special to be able to like work with someone, but our line of communication is so open and we really challenge each other to find like the best solution at work and outside of work. Like you made me a stronger human <laughs> in general and you know, like and standing up for what's right. And so I really appreciate you for that. Yeah, and I love you. <laughs> I just think like the way we came into our lives at like at that moment, you know, like you were going through, you know, your own personal stuff. And I was going through, you know, I wasn't really going through stuff, but you've just opened up my eyes to a lot of different things that maybe I just like, you know, turned a blind eye to or like, mm-hmm. you know, what's that saying that people say like, um, out of sight, out of mind in a way. Yeah. But like you've really opened up my eyes to like a lot of things. And like, I, it's just really fun. I love working with you. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> I do too. And I can't wait for us to like continue working together and just to see where it goes. But I feel very like you make me feel confident. And Aww. that's, you know, it took a while to build confidence. And I, Thank you for that. So. People don't know this, but you're my, we're each other's work wives at work. We are. <laughs> Actually, let's give a little like a background of that. <laughs> you want to go, you go ahead. Start, go. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, whenever I started at work, I met Priscilla mm. and she trained me. And um, it's not that we didn't like each other at first, but we just, we didn't, we weren't the same type of person. We just, we're very different. Um, we didn't see eye to eye and we would just kind of like work shifts and not really talk. And I feel like there's certain situations where Priscilla would do one thing and I did the other and we're like, okay, but it kind of took until we played like, it was a slow day and we played a silly little game and we kind of just got to know each other and we were like, I don't know. I saw a different side of her and I was like, Oh, it's like my like my silly side. And I think when you first meet me, if I'm I don't know, like sometimes I'm very outgoing, but most of the time I have a wall up and I I feel like everybody does. that, not just me. I feel like when you're first going to meet someone, you're you're going to be a little reserved. You're going to get to know them. They're going to get to know you. And I, I feel like our friendship just over time just progressed to what it is now. We didn't. You know, right off the bat, we weren't best friends going out to drink or going out to eat the next day. Like, it literally took 
a lot of time. We went to go have lunch first and then we hung out again after that and then we would go on walks together and then we started calling each other on the phone at eight in the morning and it is what it is now. But I, yeah, it's, I think it's a normal way to friendship for friendships to start. I feel like your friendships start like that. You're, I feel like you're lying. You're. Yeah. I, and actually going back to that, um, I think it's, it's very like feeling sentimental because our GM at the time, she gave us a gift card to Takara Mucho and that's where we went and had lunch for the first time. And I was like, oh, this girl is going to be a long-term friend, you know? And now we're, we did take pictures, (laughs) but now coming like it's almost a year later and we're co-managers of our host team and we're taking them to Takara Mucho for a host outing because it's very special to us, but we just want them to be able to have the same experience that we did. And then it might not be the same, but it was a very good, like, team bonding experience and I think that that's like really important to have in any type of workplace yeah yeah just Taquero Mucho is a very fun spot to go to I don't care what anybody says I like the vibes of that restaurant I like the pink I like it's so cute it's so me yeah yeah it's (laughs) It's so so cute it is real like I their foods you know it's good for like what it is their drinks are good their little bad bunny stuff like it's a vibe when you're going to go there, regardless of what anybody says. So I am very happy that we're going to take all of our host team there because I hope they love it as much as we did. But yeah. So do you want to tell everyone um, why you didn't like me at first? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because Okay. Well, the first time I met you, Ronnie, you said that um, she didn't, you didn't have any girlfriends. And I'm, and I just automatically put a red flag up. I'm like, why doesn't this girl have any girlfriends? But you only had guy friends. It was so strange to me. And I'm like, okay, red flag. I'm judging. And I, you know, like step on my hand. Like, why am I judging a person that I don't know? Um, so I just kind of like had my wall up right when you said that. And then okay, what you said, you know, we played a little silly game, and I got to know you, and you explained as to why you don't have that many why you didn't have that many girlfriends at that time and it just really made me think like why am I judging this bitch right now because okay I shouldn't be judging (laughs) you like that (laughs) well to be fair um I had girlfriends but you know like I was going through like a transition period and I think as your and I's friendship and work relationship formed I was also able to form a stronger bond with the girlfriends I had. And I think you just really taught me the importance of female friendship. And it's something I've always like yearned for. And, and now we have it. And it's you're my, you say that because I, that's like <laughs> the, the friend that you are to me is a friend that I've always wanted. You know, like, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I had a best friend in middle school. You resemble her a lot. And it's like, we stop being friends and you know as a natural thing happens you just grow apart like seasons change you know we grow up you're not always going to be friends with the people you were in middle school or country but it was a friendship that I'm always like man like I want a friend like that and it was like I manifested that and you just like walked in like a little angel into suerte oh 
We do. <laughs> we do a lot of manifesting. Okay, we do. And yeah. like, same with this podcast. We. I mean, here we are. We it was manifested. An idea. It. Here we, we manifested. It. We worked hard, and here we are. Yeah. Um. And now, like, we have a really nice friendship, but we spend a lot of time with Liz too. And I think we were just talking about this the other day. Like, the three of us always have something to celebrate for each other and I just think that that is so special because we're hard-working women and we're not gonna give up and we're here we're gonna take over that brings me you know what I want to ask you a question Priscilla go ahead um like you are a very hard-working mm-hmm. woman and you have three kids you have a husband you have two dogs and you're a full-time manager like what is it like being a full-time manager and how do you find time for yourself? It was very tough at first. I will say like going from hosting and very short shifts to managing and having longer shifts was a very crazy time for me and my family. It was hard to adjust all of our schedules, me having to come in earlier, me having to get out later and also having one car. Um, was very, yeah, very hard. A lot. And my husband needed to go to work at an earlier time than I did. But then we also had to drop off the kids and I had to pick him up at work. Then he had to drop me off and then pick me up again. It was just a lot of back and forth. Um, trial and error with my schedule, very much so. I think now I've kind of dialed in a little bit and I have a more set schedule for myself. I plan my days out ahead of time. I learned that from you, just planning out my days and I think now, you did. I, yeah, you write it in your calendar, write it in your laptop. I send her you send Google me. invites and she's like, bitch, stop. I'm like, no, but we have to put it in The calendar. first time you sent me that, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're friends. Why are you sending me a Google invite? But I will say in all fairness, my other best friend, Danielle, she does the same thing too. She... Very much, like, dots down everything on her phone. Like, if we're going to hang out, she's, like, hanging out with Priscilla at 3 o'clock on a Friday night. And I I learned that through both of you. You're very, like, you're very detailed and very, what's that word that I'm looking for? You're, um... Organized? Organized, yes. Maybe it's not the word, but that's close (laughs) enough. But... Okay. (laughs) But all in all, back to my question, um... Yeah, I, like I said, yeah, I, I just have them. It's it's dialed in now. I now I prioritize like my cleaning. You know when I'm gonna eat. I this year, 2023, it's all about building habits and sticking to that. And that's my life motto from here on out. I think that's amazing. You've like so Priscilla will call me at like eight in the morning okay it used to be eight thirty or seven yeah. yeah and now she's like she lets me sleep until nine but it really like I I like to do a lot like you but sometimes I just don't have the energy to so whenever you call me I'm like okay it's time to get up like you hold me accountable and you're really good at balancing your time like I always I always look at you and I'm like how on earth do you make time to do all of this with your three little kids by you? And they're so cute. Like, I don't know how you ever want to leave them because I love them so much. But you you do. You, like, find a way to do it all. And 
it inspires me to be like, you need to get up. <laughs> Even if you're tired, like give yourself one day to sleep in. But then the next day you need to get up and be productive. Exactly. Because then if not, it's going to like, you know, have your two days off and then it's going to prolong until next week. And then yeah. it's just going to keep piling on like at that moment. Like if you're already there, just do it, get it over with and then move on to the next thing. I mean, even before coming here, like I told you, like I had to pick up, I dropped off my kids at school, picked up my groceries, went back home, took out my dogs, yeah. you know, came here and I'm recording this podcast and then I have to go to work and and even in between that, I have to, like, you know, just do a little bit, like, of cleaning around the house. Just so it doesn't pile on. Not saying that my husband doesn't help out. He really does. Kind of what we were talking about earlier. But it just helps me out. It helps him out. And in the long run, just my, my kids are just going to have a clean home. Yeah. That's, you know, at the big, at the end of the day, like, that's the biggest thing for me. My kids are fed. My house is clean. They're all taken care of. I'm good to go to work. Yeah, I mean, I think you put your family first, and you have to, because you're like, if you make time for your family and prioritize them, then you'll be able to focus at work, and I think you do such a good job of that. Like, I want to be like you when I'm a mom someday. I love you. (laughs) I do. I really do. Going back to keeping each other accountable, I will say my older sister, I have three older sisters, but um, one of the three, um, we... We used to FaceTime each other every single morning when we would drop off our kids at school. And we were very codependent on one another to the point where, like, we would clean on the phone. We would shower. Like, she'd be on FaceTime doing something, but I'm like, okay, here you go. Um, and she, But kind of the same thing where she would keep me accountable for doing my things at home. And I would keep her accountable, too, because she'd be like, oh, like, you're already cleaning. I'm going to get up and clean, too. Like, I'm just going to, like, it's, like, that motivation, like, women to women, like, that motivation to just help each other out through that day. I mean, a lot of a lot of us need that throughout the day. I mean, yeah, it's tough out here. We're in a recession right now, you know? Okay, so um, you've been asking me a lot of questions right now. I want to ask you questions. I want... You know, the audience also get to know you. So you're born and raised here in Austin, went to San Marcos, lived there for a little bit. Now you're here. Um, What's been your transition from hosting to managing? What's that like? Because no one really talks about like people who like don't have kids. Like I, everyone's tired. I hate that thing of like, why are you tired? You don't have kids or you shouldn't be tired. Like that's, everybody gets tired at the end of the day. We all got shit going on in our lives regardless so I just want to know like what was your transition like what's it like now wow (laughs) did I leave you speechless yeah you did (laughs) you're very thoughtful thank you for asking that question um yeah I feel like I have a lot to say on that one um I did I at Suerte I'm I was a host I started off as a host and then you know when the position to become a manager was presented to me. Like, I already knew, like, this is exactly what I want. Um, but before I was a host at Suerte, I was a service manager of a different restaurant. And so I already had that experience and I, I already knew what it was like to work a lot of hours. And so for me, it was like, okay, you know, I've spent some time like working on myself and really like growing into this host position and mastering it and now I'm like I'm ready to like take on 
the next step but I you know I kind of already knew like it's gonna be a lot like I know what it's like I know what it's like to work a lot of hours um and so I think at first like the first month it it was difficult I'm like okay I went from like 25 30 hours to 45 you know and that's I mean that's not a lot as much as like a lot of other people work and it's definitely not as much as I worked at my last job managing but it was still an adjustment and I think this time around like jumping into this position I have set boundaries for myself and I I really like prioritize my mental health first and I make time for myself um so yeah it comes back to time management for sure like transitioning from hosting to managing but there's also a whole other aspect of it like I feel like my for me like my role like as a host was to take care of the guests and now as a manager I have to take care of my staff so I don't only look out for just myself but I'm looking out for my yeah for our whole staff and like they mean a lot to me and I really just want to provide like a quality of life for them and so I really want to do a good job at that but you know sometimes it it can you go home at night thinking about them and that's okay because that's why I do what I do but you know it's just really about setting like boundaries and making sure that you are managing your time well and that's something that I learned that I needed to do before I even started at Suerte in order to be like the best manager I could be. So that's what I focus on. And I think I can still only get, get better from here. Yeah. And kind of exactly kind of what you said right now about caring for your staff members. It's like when you work in a restaurant or just in general, any like skilled labor jobs, it gets, it's tough. Yeah. Like, we're there from a certain time to a, to a certain time, and we're, like, nonstop going. And I love how you said that, like, you care about your staff because I've heard through other people, it's like, oh, like, it wasn't like this before at my old job, or, you know, they would just work us to the ground, and, you know, we, very, I mean, you and I talk about, like, scheduling not overworking people some people are going to school some people are parents some people just have tough days and we can ask them to come to work if they're not having a great day so it's just like taking care of your staff first and then making sure that everything else is running smoothly yeah I think it's really important like we're responsible for the well-being of humans that we are that we spend so much time with um it's like that saying, if you spend yeah, but you said, yeah, you told me 60 that. hours with someone, then you become best friends. I don't know if that's the accurate like amount of time, but in a restaurant or in any workplace, you spend so much time together, but in a restaurant specifically, you're so close to each other, and so inevitably, you're all going to become best friends, and so you kind of become like this family outside of your blood-related family, and... That's what we are. We're a big familia. And as managers, it's our job to take care of each other. Yeah. I think that's the culture behind Suerte and Este and the culture that 
you know, the owners, chefs, and previous, not previous, but managers that are, you know, higher ups now, that's the culture that they've created. And that's a culture that we all very much cherish and treasure now that we're in those positions to like still keep that, you know, spark alive with everybody. And I think we're all doing a really good job as a management team too. I mean, I can't say anything negative about who I work with. I work with really great people. They empower me. They teach me new things every single day and they only make me get better, you know, every single day. That's where I'm at with things right now. Okay, well, I do have a question for you. Yeah, spit it out. (laughs) What is the most rewarding part of managing to you? The most rewarding part about managing? um, The most rewarding thing for me is, like, it grounds me, and it, it just makes me, you know, like, it reassures me that, like, I don't know everything that I'm doing, but I have a whole talented staff to to help me help them in the end. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so I think it's your staff. <laughs> yeah, like Yeah. I'm not saying that I I don't know, just to me it's just like I I want to make them I want to help them in the sense of like I want to make their job enjoyable. I I that's like my biggest thing. Like I want to make work fun for them. And not a chore. And not like, oh, I've got to go to work. Like, I just don't want that. I think that's, you're a natural mother. So I think that that's a very, like, you're, you're everyone's mom. <laughs> and you have your own family, but you're a mom outside of your family, too. And, yeah, I mean, the staff is, it, it really is a very rewarding part of being a manager. Yeah, like, it's just... I am very, I do a lot of mom-like things at work all the time. You do? Like, I, when I I have an issue, I go to Priscilla and I'm like, mom. Literally, I'm like, people's like, buttons pop up and I'm over here fixing it or like, I think someone, every, yeah, it's exactly what you just said, like, mom, I need your help. And I'm like, okay, here I am. I know, literally, there's like this one time on the patio I couldn't close the blinds and I was I texted you I'm like mom come help me <laughs> I'm like I don't know because I just I, I look up to you like that <laughs> I had just started okay <laughs> I remember this past um this past weekend our printer like stopped working I don't know why and I was there with our pastry chef and he's kind of like oh, it's not working and I was like don't look at me like I don't know how to fix a printer so I just unplugged it and plugged it back in. And then, he, like, literally, he's like, that's the most mom thing I've ever seen you do. But did you fix it? it yeah, it worked. It that's worked. what I'm saying. It's like, Priscilla, you say this, like, oh, well, everyone, you know, teaches me so much. But you have that, like, you know what you're doing. Like, you have that, like, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> My life motto, like, just unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> I'll plug it, count for 10 seconds, and then plug it back in. It'll work, trust me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use that one going forward. Literally, count 10 seconds. I've learned that through, like, our cable thing. I don't know. It's so it's so dumb. It's so out of topic. But, uh, but yeah, Ronnie, I, you know, kind of, like, bouncing <laughs> questions off one another. But, like, when conversations that you and I have had, um, we've kind of talked about, like, our families and, you know, like, 
what what did your family think about you working in restaurants at a you know at a young age especially going to college and like what was that for them what were those conversations like yeah um it's a little like controversial I think yeah um because I did go so I went to Texas State and I got a marketing degree and I did my parents they ha- they are business owners so they own a market research firm and I worked with them all throughout college and you know my whole family um I have three siblings and they all have like corporate sales jobs and business degrees um and for me to be the only one to not kind of like follow in that path, it was like, <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let me explain. Like, I just, I'm not the type of person that thrives in like a nine to five marketing desk job. I'm just not. I like very much am passionate about restaurants and hospitality, like whether it's manager, I've done catering, like hosting I've bartended like that's where I thrive is just like in the service industry um and so like when I moved back to Austin I began my career and I mean they were a little hesitant they were just like you know like why don't you why don't you apply for like these marketing sales jobs and it took a a lot of years for them to understand like that's not what she's gonna do and I think they had this like bad reputation of restaurants um just because I know like when my sister was younger like there's alcohol involved and just like they just didn't want like anything bad to happen but I was like look like that can happen at any job that you have this is not like that and so as I've kind of like I guess it's been five years now like made my way like working in different positions, they've really come to, like, understand it, and they are, like, my biggest support now, and my siblings are very supportive now, and even though they think I'm weird, and they still will, like, be like, hey, I'm, like, hiring for this marketing job all the time, I'm like, no, this is where I work, and it was really special, like, 2022, I feel like it was a big year, because, It was a great year for, I mean, I can agree with you on that. Like, maybe not for a work, for a career, uh, career career-wise, it was a great year. Um, And I brought, like, my whole family into Suerte, and just for them to, like, eat there and be like, wow, like, this is so cool. It was just so meaningful to me. Like, I just feel like I've been working my whole life up to that moment and it can only like go on from there and it's it's really cool for them to be like I'm gonna take my business clients to swear they were my daughter words like I don't know it I feel like I've worked for it and I did go down a different path than them and like me versus my family like I am different I am the odd one out like they're all like super type a like aggressive people um you know they have corporate jobs they're, you know, like straight people. <laughs> Sorry. You're the unicorn. Of the I, it's true. Like I'm like a queer woman who works in the service industry. I'm kind of a hippie. Like 
I am what I am, but I feel like my parents are super supportive. And actually, um, my, if you guys heard the jingle in the beginning of this podcast, I do come from a family of musicians and my dad, he did record that for us. It's a original song of his and it's just, it's very special and I love them dearly. So, but I love them more. I know Priscilla, Priscilla does love my parents. <laughs> I do. It's just really sweet. And I, the very first time that Ronnie sent me the, the little jingle jangle song that your dad made, I like wanted to cry and it wasn't because like, I just wanted to cry. It was just, it gave me like daddy issues. Like I, like just to like hear that your dad was so supportive of you and like, here, like, I'm going to make this song for you. It, just, it was just really nice and very special to me. And, like, you know, I'm not saying that my dad is a horrible person or a horrible dad, but my dad grew up a different way, and I understand why he is the way he is now because, you know, just back then, Mexican culture, like, he just didn't have that love growing up. And I can't blame him for that. It's just something that it is what it is. But it was just really nice and really... I want to cry right now. But too, Priscilla, just, I love well, you. Just like, <laughs> okay, well, I do. I want to like talk about that a little bit because, like, yeah. I, I am also. So you're Hispanic, and I'm Indian, mm-hmm. and like we come. My dad's side of the family, it's very traditional, and I think him just like I'm kind of the hippie. Like my dad and my mom, they were also like the odd ones out and they made a life for themselves and they wanted to like, and they're entrepreneurs. Like they wanted to give that to us. So like, I just, I want to do that for my kids someday too. And the way I hear you talk about your kids, you're doing that for them. And you're such a great mom. Like (laughs) not just my mom, but your kids. I love my kids. But I, I love you, and when your mom came to visit, like, I never met her, but you got very, like, like, all giddy, and you're like, sorry, Ronnie, I can't talk right now, I'm with my mom, and it's just, I think we all have a different kind of relationship with our parents, because I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents, I don't get like that, that's very special in itself, yeah. Well, it's also because I don't live so close to my parents, my parents live, like, six and a half or six hours away so I don't see them all the time I really am Priscilla I love you this is a special moment (laughs) okay well can I can I follow up with a question (laughs) yes go ahead you are a strong independent woman um what's what's been your biggest accomplishment personally and professionally yeah I was about to say work-wise personally and professionally um I need a moment. Hold on. No, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, work-wise, I will say just like what you said, 2022 was like the year of like work goals. And this is just the beginning of it. Like this is, yeah. it doesn't end in 2022. Like what's the next step? Like I need to, you know, conquer the position that I have now be the best that I can and then what's the next what's the next role what's next you know and maybe that's not answering your question maybe that's just like beating around the bush but no like that 
No, I that yeah, that that's, like, my, that's my goal. Like my goal is like, what's my next goal? Yeah. What's my next move at Suerte? Or outside of Suerte, you know, I'm I'm also like in the process of like also like finishing up my real estate. I put that on the back burner for a really long time and that's something that I've always wanted to do. I think since like I was in high school, I remember like I would watch the housewives and they were all real estate agents and I'm like, I wanna do that. I also like talking a lot to people and I think I'll talk a lot in real estate too. I do it all the time at work. I ask a lot of questions to guests all the time. You do, you're very good at uh, asking questions. I yeah. do. Like literally from the time that I like, go in to tell that they're that, that they're at their table, I'm like, why are you here? Not like I don't ask it like that, but I'm like, <laughs> why are you at Swinthay? Like, why are you in Austin? Are you from here? Oh, I'm not. Well, where are you from? Oh, that's so cool. I want to go there. What do you do there? And then it's like, oh, we're here for our anniversary, we're here for our birthday. Cool. I'll go tell you all that. And it's like a nice little story. And then I'll catch up with them later. But yeah, back to your question. This, that was so off topic. No, but, I like that yeah, a lot. Um, as far as like professionally, yeah, that's that's it. What's my next goal? I, what's my 2023 goal? The year just started. I haven't written down all of my resolutions yet and what I want to do, but that's one of them. Okay, What's I really like that. Um, as far as personal goes, I think just being in the moment is like one of my goals for me. Being in the moment with my kids, with you, at work, with my husband. Yeah. In I... the moment, building habits. And um, you said the word earlier. Um Time managing. Yeah. Time management. It's funny you say that because we were talking about this and because you and I do a lot together. Like we have work, personal, and we have podcasts. And so like even today we're like, we want to talk about everything. And we're like, no, wait, okay, we have to focus on the podcast. So I I feel that too, like just being present in the moment and what you're doing Mm -hmm. and then leaving the rest to what it is, yeah. you know? I think, like, putting my phone down is a big one for me. Yeah. Like, that falls into being in the present, like, being present. Like, when I'm with my kids, like, I turn off all my work notifications. I really do. I just, like, I'm with my kids right now, and I need to spend time with them. And when I'm with them, I find it very hard to, like, I get on social media so much sometimes that it's, like, to a point where I'm, like, this is wrong. Like, this is bad. So, like, that's, like, my New Year's resolution is, like, getting off my phone. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's like, social media is addicting, too. I mean, you get on TikTok, and by the time you know it, you're, you know, down two hours just scrolling for no reason. It's, like, that's not healthy. Yeah. Get off your phone, to me. No, it's true. It's a, it's a good resolution, for sure. So, what are, I mean, what, what are you, what are goals that you have? Like, personal and you know professional goals goals for this year yeah yeah or just say like, you know this year the next five years the next couple of months um okay well I feel the same way like I feel like 2022 was a big year career-wise and for me my only goal in that sense is to just keep growing professionally using like everything that I've learned um but Personally, like, I want to buy a house. <laughs> that is, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I want it to. And, like, that's a really big goal that I have 
Like, I, the house I live in right now, it was my grandparents' house, and I've been, you know, living here and honoring it and fixing up with my aunt, and it's been a really special time, and so, like, when I move out and have my own house, I really want it to be something that I've, like, worked for, um, and I, it's all just very, like, sentimental. It's been a very sentimental, like, couple years, because my grandparents were a huge part of my life, like, they, that's where, like, my passion for restaurants stems for, um, sorry, I'm branching off (laughs) for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like, like, that's what a podcast is. I guess you're right. (laughs) Um, when I was younger, like, they used to pick us up from school, me and my brothers, and then I would cook, like, food for my brothers, and it was called Ronnie's Restaurant, (laughs) and I would make them, like, chips and cheese (laughs) and sandwiches, and my brother, Nick, he would pay me, and he would always short me, (laughs) and now I'm like, you know what, I was prepared for everything, (laughs) getting older now. you prepared you for that when you're older, like, you sure did, (laughs) but... Yeah, my grandparents were there for all of that, and they were, like, they're very special to me. So it's been really, really nice living in this house. I lived here with my childhood best friend, Margo, and she just moved out recently. And so this year, it's kind of like, okay, now that I've, like, done this portion, I want to save money, and I want to buy a yellow house in East Austin, and I want to have it for myself and my dog, Jasper, and have roommates. (laughs) And... That's that's what I want, like, because for me, Austin's home. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I I will travel. I love to travel, but I'm I'm gonna live here and start my own business. That's what I want to do, and I'm gonna do it. I, um, manifestation. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Play out of the world. Yeah, but that's my my biggest goal, like, personally and professionally, just to keep growing my career and. I think to, like, just learn more. Like, Yeah, never I, stop learning. No, I read two books last year. I haven't read books in years. Like, I don't know how in the world I did that, but I did it. And I want to keep reading, and I want to, like, learn more about wine and learn more about Spanish, and that's a big goal of mine. Like, yeah, so. I know. I will, I will say your house, kind of touching back on what you were saying, but, like, it's a grandparents' house, and every time that I come here, I'm always like, home, take off my shoes, and like, yeah. you know, Ronnie, and like, with my kids, when they come, they they just get too comfortable here, and they lay on the couch, and they, you know, change your TV. And <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> it makes it feel like home, because, yeah. you know, they don't live here anymore, and I want to, I want it to feel lived in. Like, oh, yeah. it does. It very much feels very... Like, there's a lot of love here. Even Jasper right now, he's... I know, Jasper's my angel. Jasper's knocked out right next to me. He's, like, his tummy's up and his little legs are up. <laughs> but, uh... Okay, I want to... He's a part animal. I want to pivot this podcast a little bit to talking about what a, being a woman. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, like, what's the biggest challenge you have as a female manager? Because I feel like it's such an important conversation. Um... One of my biggest things is just be, like, take it seriously. And not from my coworkers, but from the perspective of, like, 
I don't know how to properly say this, but like sometimes just like guest. And you're saying. And they might not mean it in a bad way, but sometimes it's like very condescending. And it's really frustrating. Like I I cannot lash out on them. I, I it's just not in me to get mad, but it's like they just don't take me seriously. I don't know if it's my height. I don't know if it's because I'm a, you know, I'm a Mexican woman. I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman too. It's just, I find it very frustrating when I can say the exact same thing and someone else will come and say the exact same thing. But it's like what you just said, whatever. But this, ex- but this person said exactly what it is. Cool. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's not just at work though. Like, yeah, it's like the outside world in general. And I'm trying this year, and I, I read the four agreements, and it's like, don't take things uh, personal, don't assume stuff. And I forgot the other two, but like, those are my biggest things. And every time that I come across a point where like, it's like a, a backhanded like compliment or like. Like a, what's that word that everybody uses? Like a, um, I can't think of the word, but like, every time I catch on to it, I'm just like, okay, don't react. Just like, don't take it personal. Move on. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just tough sometimes. I think in general, like people like, or my friends will ask me like, oh, was it like giving birth or like what like what's this what's that and it's like oh I experienced this and like man like it sucks like why do we gotta go through all this so like I don't know I'm also not here to bash men either because that's I don't want this podcast to be about that either we work with really great men you know my husband's a really great person too and like that's not what I want it to be but me personally as woman in general this is very very hard I I understand what you're saying, and it's not about your height because I'm <laughs> five nine and I experience the same thing. Okay, but well, it's good to know that I can, I can get that off my checklist. No, I think it's just it's a uni- universal experience that women go through, and I think the point of this podcast is just so that we can relate to one another and empower each other. But yeah, there's definitely times where, like, like you said, like I'll deal with the situation. But if a man came in, it would have been dealt with a lot faster because mm-hmm. that's just that's just the way it is. But something I've learned from that is to like, okay, you know what? There's certain times where I'm just going to ask for help and that's okay because you don't want to make it harder on yourself. Yeah, you know. And this is like the world we live in and we do stick up for ourselves. But, you know, there's a balance of it and I think there's just – a different kind there's an approach that you can go about situations but like yeah it is it is difficult just being a female sometimes and you know at least we can talk about it relate to it maybe spread awareness of it but like it is what it is you know that's not going to stop us from doing our job I'm more than sure that every person that we know has at one point gone through like something of like oh like why am I being treated this way or 100% why did this person tell me this but they did you know but 
yeah, like I said, this is no way to bash anybody that we work with or, you know, like, I know 100% that on my, on our management team, like, who we work with, I know we'll always have our back no matter what. Who's in our, you know, back of the house will have our back no matter what. Our staff will always have our back no matter what. So it's literally not I think uh, we're really grateful to be able to say that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not – it's not about them. It's about us. Like, you know, we're, we just have to all like stick together and empower each other. And I think that's why as we interview all these women we work with, like, you'll see that everyone has a story and everyone has such a strong and different kind of background and a different way of dealing with situations. And it's a, it's a really special thing. It really is. And and honestly, I mean, just stories that I hear from friends like some of my friends have gotten a little bit worse than I have and I don't know if it's because I'm married and I very much always at the very beginning that I meet someone I'm like okay yeah like my husband this like maybe it's a little different but I've heard like through friends of like them being told to go change because they're wearing something but then someone else will come and they're wearing you know a similar style of shirt and it's like they were told this, but why am I being told this? I had a previous job tell me, like, um, uh, it wasn't me, but it was just towards somebody else, but, like, you know, your skirt's too short. And, you know, it was like, oh, this man was looking at me a certain way and they're whistling at me. Well, it's because you're stabbing a certain way. And it's like, that's not my fault. Yeah. That's, you know, like, do better. Do you know better. what I mean? Like, That's, I, I exactly. was in shock when, you know, when they told, like, well, it's because you're standing a certain way. And it was like, I my mouth dropped. I'm like, what do you mean? Because we're standing a certain way. How should we stand with our, you know, our faces looking to the wall? Like, it's That's, not our fault for existing. No. It's, I, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, like, I've co- we've, I, I personally have come a long way from taking things very personal like that. Um I like to use a lot of quotes throughout the day, too. It's, like, one of my biggest quotes, too, is, like, what people think of me is none of my business, too. And before, I mean, every now and then, it's, like, what are people going to think about me? What are people going to say about me? And I think, like, that was my biggest thing. Like, you were talking about, like, the imposter syndrome that we, you know, you oh, kind of went God. through that, too. But it's, like, yeah, what people think about me is none of my freaking business. So, what you think about me, that's your own thing, and... I'm going to worry about me at the end of the day, no matter what. Like, I'm going to do me. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. It is a real thing. I. But you know I, what? I've just, I'm like, okay, all these things that are in my head and everything around me, I'm, I'm like, how can you use this and run with it and be better? And I think that that's all you can focus on. But, yeah, like, it, you do feel out of place sometimes. But, like, I don't know. What's the biggest advice you can give to women and hospitality to never give up always be yourself stick to your plan that you have stick to your values stand up for what is right don't ever stay quiet for anything even if you know if it doesn't involve you just being a woman just always do the right thing that's so powerful yeah just stand up for yourself stand up for people because we need a lot of that right now we do we do because it's a tough world out there you know, you see a lot of the bad, but we need to talk about the good. And I work with really empowering women. I stick up for you all the time. Literally, 
I stick up for my kids all the time. I, that's what, that's my, right now is what I'm teaching my oldest daughter is to stick up for herself and stick up for the smaller person, not the kid who's being mean. This is now I'm going that I talk and make my mom talk, but like, you know, she kind of went through a time where she was just having a really hard time with friendships and I had to like guide her in that right direction and, you know, doing things she wasn't supposed to. And it's like, I need to do that for my daughter because no one was like that for me growing up. You know what I mean? I do know what yeah. you mean. But well, yeah, what, what advice do you have for women? Um, I think kind of along the lines that you said, never give up, but just like you can have and do anything you want. You yeah. can. Like no one's stopping you. It might be a little bit harder, but you should do what makes you happy. And I think you should always stand up for what's right. And if you do that, I, I really believe that you can, if you put in the work, you can, you can do whatever you want and, um, just rely on the people around you because as much as you want to be able to do it all by yourself, you can't. And I think it's really important to know when to ask for help and to have those mentors in your life and those friendships and build those like connections I think that that is super important well Priscilla I feel like we've talked about a lot today we've talked about a lot today and it's been really good I'm really honored to be here with you but I'm really honored to start this podcast with you me too it all started (laughs) I was driving home on I-35 and I called Ronnie Ronnie (laughs) I think we should start a podcast and here it was we are. An idea. And here we are. I'm really excited for this new year. You know, work wise, this podcast, our friendship. I got engaged. She got engaged. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. It's an exciting time. So, yeah, this is just the first episode. We just wanted everybody to get to know us. I mean, our coworkers, they know a little bit of us at work, but, you know, this is just us at home. And I really hope that you all have enjoyed this podcast. You know, our next guest is a really good friend of ours. She's freaking amazing. She's a fucking chingona. She knows her shit. And she's just really strong. And yeah. Who name, is it? Her name's Anna. Anna Karen. Ooh. Um, <laughs> she is the AGM of our, like, our sister restaurant, Este. Um, but yeah, that'll be our second episode. It should come out, you know, after this episode comes out. So stay tuned. We'll post to our Instagram if you are following us but I want to say just thank you to everybody who's listening to this right now our friends our co-workers um yeah anything you want to say Ronnie yeah I want to say thank you and I'm really excited like to for you guys all to meet the amazing women we work with you know like chefs managers bartenders Servers. servers everyone like like, everyone has placed such a big role in it and I'm really I'm just really happy to be here with you and I can't wait to see what happens yeah bye friends this is um you know that this will be the end of our podcast um but yeah we just keep saying thank you because we really are thankful the support that we've gotten (laughs) but um yeah thank you all for listening and we'll see you all next time
And this is Las Capas in Service. service.